Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mofo talking about Rudy's is good. I'm like, Rudy's ain't. I said, like, you're awesome. You got Coopers. Terry Rudy's Black, is good. Franklin's. Rudy's is straight. It's just not c- compared to those. Yeah, but it's, it's good on the go. Oh, yeah. yeah it has a drive through. Rudy's, Coopers, Terry Black, Snows. Snows is one we were talking about. It's out in Lexington. So, is it good? What's up, gentlemen? I- Ironworks. I'm a big yes. Ironworks guy. Oh, Ironworks is good too. That's what I'm saying. There's so many options. Rudy's Solid. is um, Rudy's. It's kind of like when you get a burger at a restaurant, is those other places. But when, you know what? In and Out's cool. In and Out's good. That's what Rudy's is to me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that. it's not. T- it's it's solid. It's, it'll get it's the job done. Though. Yeah. I ain't got time it's to be getting service and a really good. I put it like this. I don't have time to stop and tell them how I want my burger cooked. I'm just gonna take it like this and, and roll with it. That's that's the difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I also I used to go to the airports like a little. I I'm like the worst with like flying. I always get there like 50 minutes before, 50 minutes before, an hour before max. When I was living in Austin. I would get that's there like two hours before so I can go to Salt Lake. Exactly. Eat, eat Salt, Lake is still, Salt Lake to me is tier two. It's not even in the tier one. But the, the airport one is goaded. I used to, oh, yeah. I got to LA and then LAX, the airport food was terrible. I was like, what, what the fuck? Like I thought airports are supposed to have the best food. And I was like, nah, it's just Austin. Like <laughs> it, it pretty much is. Austin holds it. I'll tell you what, Dallas does a good job too. Cause it has like Papacitos and Papados and stuff like mm. that. Mm. Dallas is good. I haven't spent enough time there. All right. Let's go to Pritt and rip it. Go home. We're back. Horns up. Talking Texas. Fisher, Disopolis, Snacks, Kreider, and the Quan Cosby. Gentlemen, it's good to see you. Oh, really great basketball season. Fun coverage. But this Saturday, orange and white, spring game. That's right. Knocking pads. Football never sleeps. We are back in the saddle. Casey Kane. We have a bevy of wide receivers, but I read that Casey Kane's turning a lot of heads in practice. Baron Sorrell is looking for to be PK's guy as a pass rusher. This is it, year three for Sark. We'll go around the room, kind of gut check expectations, maybe things we want to see in the spring game, things we want to hear in the spring game. But Q, we'll start with you. What were some of your experiences kind of in spring practice? And what were some of the most important things as a player there? And maybe, you know, QB battles that you were a part of or got to witness? Well, I got a cool QB battle. It was um and, and RIP Jevin Sneed, but him and Colt, Colt won, you know, the, the after Vince left, of course, there was no QB battle then. Um, but after Vince left, Colt won it, in my opinion, in the spring. Um, in the spring, he balled out. And really, he didn't do anything special. What he didn't do is make mistakes. Whereas Jevin had the rocket arm, but he just he threw a few more picks and and just he was using his arm versus that, that kind of study mentality that Colt became. So the spring is super important from that standpoint. As an older guy who came back, the, the most important thing, and even to these guys, young and old, was about staying healthy. It was about learning the program, 
staying healthy, um, getting better, because I, I think every practice, you, you, you don't say the same. You either get better or you get worse. And so getting better and then um, just competing, you know, you know, really getting to know you guys. You know, that's when in the spring is when we, we put in signs. We try different things that we're going to do. We uh, Our, our por- portion of – and Greg Davis had a really good job of doing this. He let us – you almost saw Cliff Kingsbury doing it with Kyler Murray, call plays in, 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 um, in the preseason. That's what it is to me. You try things, you, you, you work on the psyche, and, um, and I think they've been doing that. I went to a practice, and they're competing like crazy. It's, uh, it's a damn good-looking group out there, and I think that's what people are going to see this Saturday, uh, barring the rain, and, uh, and just see that it's a very different roster than what they saw before, uh, pre-SART. Yeah, there's a couple of guys, too. Few guys today that just put their name in the transfer portal: Brennan Thompson, Travell Johnson, I think Derek Brown, mm-hmm. um, all all entered the transfer. And they were all big recruits um, coming out of high school, and you know I think during this springtime, it's I guess not surprising that guys feel like they need to transfer because they want to get ahead of the curve and find a home where they can start right away. Maybe they're not getting the reps that they deserve, but. In my eyes, why not just wait out till the spring game, you know, see how you play. I mean, you're going to get your reps in there. Everyone plays, right? What happens if you go off for a couple of touchdowns or, you know, make some picks or something and, you know, you you earn that spot. And I think it's just a little premature, but, um, you know, we're not the only university that's losing players in the spring. I mean, we'll, hopefully we can reap the benefits of other programs with these early spring exits as well. Well, and I like yeah. what Sark said. I don't think y'all hear that as much being out west, but Sark's in his pressure this week said, listen, we don't do that whole hop in the portal, then oops, didn't get the answer that I wanted. Let me go back. He said, if you enter the portal, um, and he made it very clear, which I think that's a hint of the Nick Saban uh mentorship in him. He's like, You enter the portal, that tells me I, I can't put you in, in the fourth quarter. Yep. I-, I can't have you on the team on that level because you're not all in. And so, um, yeah, I, I saw that as well. But I'm kudos to them, and I want the absolute best for them out of a Longhorn jersey. Mm. Yeah, and we saw that. You I mean you bring up the guys that are leaving in the transfer portal, right? But you know, Trill Carter is taking a visit this weekend, and he's a massive defensive lineman from Minnesota. So again, one of the things, and actually, weirdly, wasn't an issue we had last year. Again, I brought up Aaron Sorrell, a guy that's coming back. He was awesome on the defensive line. People were saying that he's like there was like a power rankings of players in spring, and he's rated number one right now. I wouldn't hate that if he was our best player next year. Can you imagine? I I can't remember. I it was literally back when Quan was playing. We're our absolute clear cut best player. I'm not saying he's going to be that because there's a couple hurdles. I mean, hopefully. God willing, Quinn is what Quinn is supposed to be. And, you know, Arch gets the city here. We, we've discussed that at nauseum. But if Baron Sorrell is the best part of the defense, bar none, if he's a potentially double-digit sack kind of guy. be huge. When's the last it, time we had that? A double-digit sack guy. Uh, man, I think it was um, Jeff Coat, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be. Or, or, no, it was right after Jeff Coat. Super big kid right after Jeff Coat. Kindle? Was it Sergio Kindle? No, Sergio was back in my day. Kindle was before. It was it was one kid right after it was Jeff Coat, and then it was one more guy right after him, and I, his face is in in my head. But no, nah, he he was a baller um, coming off the edge. But no, nah, we haven't had that in at least yeah. Seven, we've we've years. we've had playmakers on the edge. I mean, Osai, of course, and you know guys guys come out, um, and you know Manahue. But I think 
for a guy to get double digit sacks on this defensive line, you got to have other guys in the defensive line that are taking the attention away. You know, can't be just an individual player on that line. So hopefully some of these recruits that are coming in and some of these guys who have had some time to mature within our program. And then if we land these big transfers, that could be a, a, a nice front front look for us. No, I agree. And, and again, to the portal comment, the guys that are leaving and opening up scholarships for the guys that we can bring in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, like it's a, fortunately for the transfer portal when you're a university like the, us, it's a two-way door. Yeah. So guys will leave, and we saw it in basketball. Terry Morris, he's going to leave. And I think it was a little after our – You can honestly argue that our door is a little bit wider coming in than it is coming out. Of course. We're a more desirable place to play. Yeah, we know that. And I, I think, you know, kind of, well, we'll loop back to football in a second with our Terry Morris – you know, it's unfortunate that he's leaving and we missed out on some of the bigger transfer guys out there, but there's still a boatload of guys out there and we can replace the freshman coming in and we could always go to the transfer portal and be a player. There's going to be other guys that are in the mix. You know, you have, you still have your Bama's of the world, your Georgia's, your Michigan's, your USC's, you still have the teams that you have to compete against. It's not like, all right, we're the automatic number one hotspot destination, but as long as you're a top 10 destination, which, you know, on a continuous basis, Texas is, then you're going to have the opportunity to replace the guys that leave. And you're going to have the opportunity, like we're seeing here to upgrade. We only brought in one defensive interior defensive lineman recruit, maybe one recruit period uh, in this last cycle. So having a guy like Trill Carter come in who played maybe Minnesota wasn't, you know, it's not Ohio state. It's not Michigan, but it's still a big 10 player and a top player, a top defensive player in that conference. So it's vital that it's also a good offense. And mom just is spitballing here, but a good offense is sometimes, sometimes a good defense. Cause if you don't get that player, that means somebody else does. Right. And you know, God forbid it's one of our competitors. Yeah. You don't want to see, Oh, you, you don't want to see him in the red river game. No. We're in, the dumbass maroon color that they wear, <laughs> <laughs> right? We want to see him in burn orange. So it's it's imperative that Sark's here. What are what are the rumblings down in Austin right now? I mean, I know Sark. I saw him on a podcast say he feels like he's got his guys. He feels like it's the first time he's looking around the room and he's got his guys. And we talk about the importance. You know, we felt like maybe Chuck didn't get enough of a shake. I mean, again, unfortunately, he lost too many games but he didn't get enough of a shake to utilize his guys. Even term, uh, Tom Herman in some, capa- term, in some capacity didn't get to really bring his guys into the room. But Sark is saying he's looking around and finally seeing like the guys that he wants and recruited and the guys that he's built for his program are in the room. So what are the rumblings kind of for expectations you're hearing down there, Q? Well, the rumblings are this, man. We won the Director's Cup two years in a row despite football. Sark is kudos. He's a great coach. He's a great colleague. He, I saw him plenty of times in the mood. I saw him several times in, in, in our volleyball stadium, you know, and, and he, he, I think he swung. Well, L'Oreal, uh, had probably had a little bit to do with this, but Texas relays was the last weekend and, and he certainly paid attention to it. And so all our sports are balling basketball made it to the elite eight. All these sports are balling. We're just waiting on football. So ultimately, what I know is when we we won, every sport was balling out. We won. Basketball made it to the Final Four, Elite Eight. Um, softball made it to the championship game. Baseball won the Natty. Swimming, track, they, they do it in their sleep. I think that's the pressure he's feeling. And 
even with words like I finally have my guys. Yeah, man, you better because right. there's a few years here now. You, you need yeah. to time the ball out. Well, you also, <clears throat> let's be honest, you're in that situation. You can't not say that. Or you shouldn't. You know, like, right, I mean, right. I'm just being realistic about it. Like, and, and I like the way that he's handling the, the portal guys. Right. And it's like, if you're not going to, we're committing to you, we're committing to you as a university, as a coaching staff, as a program. And if you're not going to commit to us, like here's the door, you know, because there are guys that are chomping at the bit to play for the university of Texas and to earn a scholarship. Like you're talking about Q. Um, and we have plenty of talent. We know there's, there's, there really hasn't been a shortage of talent. And I know like when you're, when you're looking at, NCAA football, there are levels to it, right? There are tiers of it. We were talking about tiers of barbecue joints before we got on the mic, Q. But there, there's technically we were on the mic for that. We can always keep that. That's in, true. Yeah. That's true. We could. Sure. Uh, but there are there are tiers of football talent as well, and we have at least been recruiting at a level where it's been, I would say, tier two, and and for the most part, even in tier those one. eras of of Chuck Strong and Tom Herman, tier one, right? Yeah, we had top ten. You're and we're top ten recruiting class. You got to be tier one. Yeah, yeah. You would, you would think, you would think, right? And and well, we had tier one recruits. We the had development, tier, right? Tier ten yeah. development. <laughs> right, right. The recruits have always been there. Is my point. But I, I more so was just looking at like, you know, you look at Alabama, you look at Georgia, the, those teams that we have labeled as just year in year out competing for a national championship to win the the college football playoff. It, it we still felt a little different from those teams. Right. Mm. And because of the development point that you're talking about, Q. And I think now we we have to get to that 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 place where we're doing that, where we're going and getting to the college football playoff every single year. And it's not going to get any easier when we get to the SEC. And we've all talked about this time and time again. And I feel good about our place with the roster that we've put together. And I, I last year, Q, in comparison to this year, do you feel like from the guys that you've seen does it look better because i know the vibe feels good again and that's what it sounds like but i look at our roster top to bottom and i think we have more talent than we did last year outside of you know us losing number five who is incredible and big boards on draft you know but but outside of him right he's a unicorn what what do you think about that i think that's it in a nutshell outside of rojo and clearly Bijan, our roster is better i mean mean, and and again and certainly with those two, with their again, they had a couple of fumbles. That's one, both of them, I think, maybe have one or two their entire careers. So that security is a big deal. Um, Quinn, we always start with the quarterbacks. He's looking like OU Quinn. I mean, he he slimmed down a few pounds. I think someone said 10 to 15. Probably, hell, the mullet was probably five of it. But he, <laughs> um, he, he's, he's freaking just, he, he's looking good. And, but, Everybody around them is too, man. Our old line and D line. I mean, there's some grown men out there. They look like NFL roster level measurable players. And um, and we talk a lot about the guys that leave. I want to also talk about the guys that stay. Jay Witt is coming back, and yeah. and 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 certainly wanting to have that breakout season that puts him as a higher, you know, day one, day two you know, draft pick. So no, I'm with you, dude. We, we get Mitchell over here from Georgia. The guy has what? One or two natties already. Yeah. Again, Oof. the cat looks like a grown ass man. He walked <laughs> by me in practice. I was like, who the hell is that? We get our freaking Anthony Hill Sanders. Yep. 
we have some dudes out there, man. Nayer so will be healthy this season, right? Like yeah. Catalan. Catalan. I mean, yeah. we have some dudes out there. So um, that's kind of – we haven't even gotten – it's so funny because we even getting, you know, all conference punters, you know, transferring to Texas. So to your point about that door opening, we do we do do this whole NIL thing pretty good, by the way. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're in a good place, man. I think we're in the best place possible. I think we're still right. I, I, I would say as much as I was wanting to rush to the SEC, I think this kind of final Big 12 season, possibly even, you know, expectations to win it um, and not shying away from saying that um, would be a great kind of momentum boost to rolling into that conference and competing at a high level and not being a AM or Missouri just going over there collecting money and getting your head beat in. So man, we, we, it looks good. It looks damn good from a roster standpoint. And now it's about and by the way, on the development piece now versus before, I'm gonna tell you, dude, B John is easy. He's getting his love. But I the amount of scouts I've talked to about Rojo. Yep. They said, be careful. That cat may go way earlier than you think. And there's some stats listening. I, I heard in, in them talking like the about it. Like, he actually averaged more yards after contact than Bijan. Well, he got which is better. crazy. That's it's elite. So, it's so bizarre that it's and it's something for a guy that quote unquote develops later and has to work a little harder for it. And obviously Bijan's a, a perfect marriage of both. Unbelievable. Yep, unbelievable God-given talent, and he worked for it. Roshan didn't come in as a running back, changed her running back. And the best part about Roshan Johnson is every year he got progressively better. And you look for if you're if I'm building a football team, I'm looking and I have the opportunity to have eyes on college and I get to watch them as college and I'm building a pro team. And I'm looking at a guy like Roshan Johnson. I'm looking at a number two running back. Who, if I, if you had told us when he converted to quarterback that that was going to be a stalwart number two running back, and in most destinations in college football, a number one running back, even like that's kind of crazy. But year after year, well, he progressively got better. And for NFL scouts, I mean, that has to be something that you're looking for. Well, I think that even more so to the point of, yeah, we're bringing in top tier talent, right? Tier one talent. Mm -hmm. But because we weren't developing guys at a consistent rate across the roster, we were seeing those those guys that popped up and were anomalies, right? Guys like Roshan when we were there, Deontay Foreman, right? Like there were guys like this that were still rising to the top and becoming NFL prospects, having incredible college careers. But some, but I think in past it had been like it took that guy being special between the ears as well, and and marrying themselves to the grind and the game of getting better. And now I just hope that that support is coming from them themselves, you know, motivating themselves, of course, but that motivation coming from their teammates, from the coaching staff, where it didn't used to, I feel like, in our last two um, regimes, unfortunately. It, yeah. it just wasn't turning into every single position churning out NFL players when the talent coming in is at that level. It just has to be nurtured into a way where then they will get drafted. And it does help when you have a choice. You have the new receivers coach. We, we have NFL coaches now on our roster. Yeah, yep. these guys, we have guys leaving the league coming to Texas, and clearly they know what NFL talent look like. If you even it's kind of like getting there, it's it's just as freaking hard to become yeah, right. a coach in the league. Choice Other turned down an NFL job. Daniels, who is a whole trainer. Yeah, no, that's a Nick Nick says choice turned down yeah. an NFL job. I mean, if you're going in as a coordinator somewhere, 
the best you're going to look is when you have Bijan running Bijan Robinson in your running back room, you know, like he had every opportunity to go somewhere else, but he decided to stay at UT. Um, and there's other guys that are going to have to step up this and year. I, we know that, but like, I love that. And I, I love think, that. I think with choice, you know, obviously the choice was his to stay at Texas, there but you know, uh, nice. he's got a guy coming in <laughs> Cedric Baxter. And, and of course we're really high on Jonathan Brooks as well. If he can cement himself as kind of like a running back whisperer, Right, mm. where he's constantly multiple years bringing guys to the pros, Roshan, Bijan, you know, Brooks next, then Baxter. He might be getting more than just a, a call as a, a running backs coach in the NFL. Stan he might Drake. be getting an offensive coordinator. Coach. For sure. Coordinator or head coach, Stan Drake. Yeah. He was the running back whisper. Now he's a head coach at Temple. So, no, you're exactly right. And I think those are the type of things I think choice. One, he might be comfortable where he is. He had a very long career, and he's super happy, and Austin is a great place to be. But but also, oh, and and, and first of all, being a Cowboy, knowing what Texas football means in this state. Oh, yeah. To yeah. bring us back a championship, that's what guys, I mean, who are embedded in this state and love it on that level, they know what yeah. that'll mean and what that'll do long term. But, yeah, yeah. you know, or – he continues to do what he's doing, develop on that level, you know, getting another rock star from Florida, have some guys on the roster that are already ballers. You continue to develop them on that level. Yeah, you're now talking coordinators, head coach type stuff. So, no, we're in a really good spot, in my opinion. And I think Sark said that about his roster, but he also said it about his coaching staff. Even with a little bit of turnover, he said, dude, this staff feels probably as good as I've had. So it's cool to see it. I mean, I would love nothing more for us to be a breeding ground of analysts and coordinators, right? I mean, you look at the coaching tree that Saban has and all the success that guys have getting into head coaching opportunities after they're an analyst or they're a coordinator at Bama. Mind you, of course, they got to win some some hardware first. But regardless, like when you're turning guys out, right, the Bill O'Brien's getting a second chance, obviously Sarkeesian, Kiffin, like all these guys are getting second chance. Oh and, and more we books. can name Chuck Strong. We can name a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, it, it's got to start somewhere. And so it, it's good that Sark feels like this is the the time and this these are the guys. And obviously it's just the beginning, but let's get some results. What are we, what are we looking to see in the spring game? Let's get some quick ones out there. Yeah, great. Uh, I'm Again, you brought up the running backs, I know Keelan's not suiting up for the spring game. I'm excited to see John Brooks and, and said B Jr. It's ironic that it's the junior in there. I know Q, your guys said B, but Cedric Baxter has a, a tough nickname to live up CBJ. to. And then he's got the junior. It, it almost seems too perfect for, you know, our Texas narratives. But I'm looking for these running backs to really, and hopefully both of them to establish themselves as really hard-nosed runners and guys to look to take the mantle, not only of Bijan, but of Foreman, of Ricky, of Earl, of mm -hmm. all these amazing – Jamal Charles. Like, we could go – Prius Thomas, we could go on and on of all these unbelievable – and I'm sure we're missing a bunch. We're RBU, for sure. We're RBU and all these running backs that have come before them. Take on – take the bull by the horns, for lack of a better term, and, and really establish yourselves as a, either a duo or a single or an A and a B – to be a top tier rushing because we bring up to Char choice and he'll, if he continues to be the running back whisperer, he'll get an offensive coordinator off offer in the NFL because at the end of the day, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and running the football as good as Smith and as good as Brown were and as good as Hertz improved as a passer running the football at every level is premium. So if he can really if the one of these two guys or both these guys, hopefully can really administer some punishment in the spring game, I'd be stoked. 
Yeah, I'm I'm just looking for you know, the iron sharpens iron mentality to really really take a hold of our wide receiver group because I think we have some yeah, inc- say the same thing. incredible talent there, but like I would love to come out of the spring game being like god, Nayer put up the best performance of all these guys. Yeah. I I like each one of them every single game that they play and each day in practice, a different guy walking away being like, this was my practice. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say this is something similar. Like it's so deep. And we literally just talked about the top of the show that Brennan Thompson, you know, is transferring such a deep, steep, uh, position room. So like, let's see what guys come out of this, you know, and, and kind of accept the challenge and want to define themselves as the starters. And I'll end it with the perfect one is the offensive guy. I want to see the defense win. I'm going to tell okay. you, I, and, and not just when, I want to see it from a our old line, dude, they're going to be good. Yeah. So if our defensive line go in the spring game and kick their ass, Big 12 is in trouble. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, the Big 12 is going to be in big trouble because these dudes are the real deal. Uh, our old line, is, is they were they were good last year. They're going to be better this year. They are competing. They're big. They're healthy. Knock, knock, knock. And, of course, healthy is, is, is what I want to see as well. But I truly want to see our D-line getting pressure on Quinn, on Murphy, on Emanning. And, and, and because I really do think on the back end, I think they've always competed. Those guys look really good. And they're going against a pretty damn good receivers. So it'll be win and lose. It'll be hit or miss. It'll be like our days when we went against Earl and A-Ross and all of them, in my opinion. By the way, I am not saying any of these guys are those guys. But the D-line is where I want to see our D-line ball out because regardless of any other position, if that's where you are, to your point of getting this recruit and he's getting 10 sacks, if you get that, it's amazing how that helps a lot more things. Um, Josh, you know this as good as anyone. Tom Brady would have two more rings if it wasn't from the Giants' D-line. I mean, let's be real. And so those are the things I think about when it comes to really being able to compete and win a championship. And that's something we just haven't seen. We, we have the Bijan. Quinn's going to be a baller. We've had Xavier Worthy get an All-American. We just haven't had a D-lineman. I mean, you had a phenomenal career, but we haven't had that guy or those guys consistently ball out, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Thank you for slipping in the very few painful memories of my childhood. Oh yeah, that's such yeah, brutal. Absolutely I would love to. Brutal. I would love to have taken away something else from your awesome speech, but unfortunately, <laughs> you slipped that in at the end, and that's all I have to walk away with. Uh, I mean, yeah, again, watching these, we have Sweat coming back, Alfred Collins coming back. I mean, these guys are choosing to be here, are choosing to get better, like Alex is saying, you know. And it'd be epic to see one of the Casey Cannon guy we talked about at the top of the show. It'd be epic to see him come out and, and we're, okay, is, the, is this for real? Is this, can you put practice to the game? Um, but from yeah. a defensive standpoint, you know, if these guys come in, maybe they're not A. Ross, maybe they're not Earl Thomas, but they don't necessarily have to be, right? right? You don't have to be. We're not asking me to first-round pick. We're asking you to play good team complimentary football and exactly. do your job. So let's like do that first and accomplish that first on a high level, and then we'll worry about guys getting taken on day one. Yeah, I mean we're it, gonna have that in a couple of weeks. We'll worry about that, you know, in, in, in next April of twenty twenty four. We want that LSU team that had like sixteen guys get taken in the draft. Exactly. In the draft period. Yep. I, I mean, yeah. But what Kwame, what you're saying about like our O line is awesome, and I was saying our receiving core is awesome. So if we if we exit the spring game 
and the balls are thrown on target and the guys the aren't the guys aren't catching a lot. Yeah, and the, the score is low. We're like, oh boy, good luck every other receiving core in the Big 12 because you're going to have some serious <laughs> trouble. You know, like it. That's what it's all about. And I know, I know, uh, DKR is going to be freaking rocking. And we'll we'll uh, we'll wish we're there, Quan. So you gotta you gotta hold down the fort for hold us for we'll years, man. Yeah, yes, we yeah. will. Yes, Three sir. extra beers for you, Q. Thank you very much. <laughs> Grant Waters. Grant Waters is my choice, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Keep it slim. Enjoy, Q. Catch you later. Hug and everybody. Thanks, Gail. I no problem, brother. I got to get out of here. I'll talk to y'all soon. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.